Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hi, everyone, and happy Valentine's week. I'm sure you're all out buying that chocolate and roses and all those things you do, but I want to first send my shout-out to Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, we all love you. You are so awesome. Thank you for being the person that you are. And to my uh, listeners throughout the world, it is amazing to me that China and Russia have so many people listening to this show. But I want to thank all of you. I've said this. I'll say this on every show. I don't care if you are that one person that I see in the Netherlands that listens to this show. Every person with a disability or every person who cares about someone with a disability that listens to this show makes a big difference. You know, our founding uh, lead sponsor is Highmark, who, uh, what can I say, just fantastic company. And our newest uh, sponsor is People's Natural Gas, where... Oh, we love them so much. They they have been just so awesome to us. And if you listened to our show a few weeks ago, you heard Paulette from Employment Options, who is also um, a sponsor. Every one of you companies that sponsor this show, thank you, because you're helping me make such a difference. So, um, before we go on to our guest, I've been getting so many calls about this. How do I listen to the show if I don't get to hear it live? So, for those of you that are talking to someone about the show, you can listen my to my show On Demand from Voice America the live internet talk radio show's website, or you can subscribe to my show from your favorite podcast app, such as Apple, Spotify, Google, or Stitcher. If you subscribe to this show, it will keep you up to date on all the upcoming guests. And if you had, you would know about our rock star guest today that I love and think so highly of. I have been friends with for many years. And uh, boy, when I first met him, I did not ever contemplate how deep his commitment to help furthering the employment of people with disabilities would become. And that person is Gary Dick, the Chief Information Officer for Highmark Health, uh, and known now as a national uh, leader in the area of new venues to look at, new practices to increase the employment of Americans with disabilities. So, Gary, we'll start with talking about you. How did, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. How, how did you first become involved in the world of IT? And also tell us about what you do now at Highmark. Yeah, so my first journey was actually in engineering with business is what I actually studied in school. And after finishing some studying in engineering, I became very interested in how IT could be used to move things forward and, and get more things automated and accomplished. And from then, I, I just started a journey with, with Bear was my first employer, uh, starting out in application development and then eventually moving on to you know, project management and infrastructure. And ever since then, for the last 30 years, have been involved in, in IT systems and IT management. Uh, right now, working at Highmark, I've been here a little over six years. CIO role, and it's been very exciting with all the changes in healthcare and all the opportunities to, you know, use technology to further along health. And Highmark has become so big. I mean, from boy, I remember way, way back, way back in the 
gee, would it be 1990, something like that, when when Highmark was Blue Cross of Western Pennsylvania. i never forget that small building they were in. Who knew what was going to happen uh, and how big they were going to become? And Highmark has grown substantially over the years. How large is that company today, Gary, in revenues, number of employees, and lines of business? So right now we're approaching $19 billion. You know, as of the end of, of 2018, we're just under $19 billion and really close to 35,000 employees that uh, are employed via Highmark. You know, our portfolio has expanded as well. So not only do we have the health insurance that everybody knows Highmark so well for, but we have health care delivery with eight hospital systems. We have, you know, post-acute care management solutions, dental solutions, stop-loss insurance, and we also have a technology-based solutions organization. So we're really, you know, improving health in a lot of different areas now, much more than just the, the basic health insurance portfolio. Yeah, I know. You work nationally all across the country in different uh, states. I mean, Highmark has become so large during that time. What do you attribute that to, Gary? Well, I think a lot of it is the vision is we really want to focus on improving health. And, you know, in order to do that successfully, I've realized that, you know, we've got to have a lot more influence in in the health industry. And if we're really about making people you know, helping people live healthier lives. You know, we're really trying to bring all the resources we can to bear and and to have more influence in that, in those decision-making. We're going to have to grow in size and and scale. And so we've been very purposeful about not only growing, you know, physical size of the company, but also establishing, you know, many partnerships in the health industry so that we can, you know, do more for our members and our, our patients. Yeah, and I think I I think that you would agree that the leadership at Highmark is so passionate about this that you know they are committed to moving forward, moving forward, excelling, doing whatever it takes to reach that goal. Absolutely, absolutely. The leadership team is is really committed to making difference in in people's lives. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the difference that Highmark makes, you know, in the community and partnering with you in the area of helping people with disabilities find competitive employment, but also just in the area of increasing, you know, overall health and really committed to to improving the healthcare system, you know, getting that right, you know, for our millions of customers, members, and patients that are depending on us to do so. Well, you actually, you know, it's amazing. You've you work now for my absolute favorite company, but you worked before that for one of the other big supporters of Bender, which is Bear Corporation. Um, and who would have thought, Gary? Who would have dreamt that that one idea that you came up to while you were the CIO at Bear Material Science would become so well known? recognized nationally, but most importantly, help so many people with disabilities gain competitive employment. I still remember you saying, if we make a commitment to hiring X amount of people a year, okay, then we've hired those people. But if we do this program, this could end up being 100 people. And oh, you were so right about that. So Gary, how about if you tell our listeners um, about the careers to be program, how that came to be. Absolutely, Joyce. I'll, I'll never forget that meeting in our in my office. You know, when I was with Bear, you know, I think it was Building Sixteen, and we were talking about the the great need in the marketplace to help people find competitive employment. And I remember you sharing with me passionately around the idea if people only had experience. That, that they could get, you know, competitive jobs in the marketplace and that every time you were, you know, looking to find somebody with a great education, great aptitude, great initiative, and great determination, it seemed like that 
barrier of experience was holding them back from being able to, you know, really contribute in the workplace. And that's when we came up with the idea of, okay, let's start some type of, you know, extended internship or or co-op relationship where they would come on staff, you know, as a Bender employee for, for a full year and they would get some work experience. And then at the end of that at that term, you know, we would either hire them, you know, with open positions in our organization, or you could place them out in the marketplace. And if they had a, a year of experience at a great company like Highmark, you know, they would be able to, you know, overcome that initial employment barrier. And, you know, how right we were in creating the Careers to Be program, because like you just mentioned, you know, we've now surpassed the, the 100 person mark of individuals that have actually gone through that program and gained competitive employment. And it is so true because many companies, you know, will hire five people. And if we hire five people, we've helped five people. If we, you know, set five positions aside for this type of program, over 10 years, we've helped 50 people. And what a difference that makes in building up the talent in the marketplace. And we all know there's a real shortage of talent and we're all competing as as companies for the great talent that's available. And it seems like at some point in time, we really have to find a way to tap in to all of this, you know, underutilized talent with individuals individuals with disabilities. Yeah, I know, Gary. I I still remember that meeting also with you. I do. And so came into B, Careers to Be, Bender Bear. And and it is just a great, great program, a a great practice, because, you know, I am referring, of course, I'm hiring people with disabilities. A company's putting them on contract. But at the end of one year or sooner, they can be marketed out anywhere to any other company, uh, because now they can say, oh, yes, but I do have one year of experience. And this careers-to-be model is taking off, and I think you're going to see this year with the 30th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, I think you will really see it take off. But it is such a great story, and it is Gary that came up with this idea, and um, I knew that I know that even he did not know how many people this would impact in such a wonderful way. And Gary, wouldn't you also say it impacts the hiring managers? Oh, absolutely. I think oftentimes we find a scenario where we're trying to encourage our managers and people leaders to think more about diversity and think more about employing people with different points of view and and different thought processes. And, you know, oftentimes people are a little bit nervous about hiring somebody with a disability just because of the uncertainty. They may or may not know what to expect, and they're just a little nervous about the whole process. And this really gives them an opportunity to, you know, start engaging um, in this activity without the, the stress or pressure. And it really puts together an opportunity for their entire team, not just the manager, to get comfortable. And what we've seen is, you know, some of the folks that might have been a little hesitant at first have now become, you know, some of the best advocates for the program. And they're actually very openly sharing their experience with other organizations, trying to get them to, you know, further employment for people with disabilities. Yeah, yeah, it does. It has an impact and even on others around. And I'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back. But right now, we're going to break. If you just joined us, we're talking to Gary Dick, the Chief Information Officer at Highmark Health and the man behind Careers to Be. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Gary. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. Are you currently receiving SSDI or SSI and wanting to work? 
Did you know there is a free social security program called Ticket to Work to help you try work without risking your benefits? My Employment Options is an authorized SSA employment network specializing in work at home and local job placement in 47 states. Our clients receive a personal counselor to help find the best job fit and a staff certified benefits counselor for help with Ticket to Work protections. Ready to try working? Apply for free job placement help at myemploymentoptions.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome back, everyone. You know what? When you're successful at something, it's never just you. You know that, right? I have to tell you about my engineer, Aaron who has worked with me for several years now. He is so awesome. So don't be thinking I do all of this myself because he lets me know right away if, hey, Joyce, the show is almost over. And that happens several times that he has to remind me of that. But he is the most wonderful person to work with at Voice America Even though he told me he did not have a valentine for me, I still love you, Aaron. So, Gary, back to you, my chief information officer and close friend. We were talking when we went to break about how this has impacted people, and I believe it has impacted not only the hiring manager and, of course, the person with a disability, but even people around seeing this because I've noticed Many people talk to me at Highmark about careers to be, and these are people that aren't even hiring people. Do you see that also? Absolutely, Joyce. You know, one of the exciting things that we see is, you know, oftentimes organizations want to talk about their culture and making and preparing their culture to be more ready for dealing with, you know, people from diverse backgrounds and especially people with with disabilities, and, you know, they all want to set off on a training program, and I fully believe that training's great, but there's only so much cultural, you know, change you can get from, from training and preparation. You actually have to hire people, and when you actually hire people, that's when the culture change, you know, takes place, and it's really exciting to see, you know, people, you know, start off on that journey and, and really one hire in a team can literally over a couple of years transform the entire team to become advocates. And, you know, those culture changes within a company really start team by team. And if you do this with 15, 20, 30 teams over a period of 10 years, you've actually changed the culture. And that's what's really exciting about careers to be. It really creates an opportunity to really change the culture of an organization over time. And you know what, just for those listening to us, especially business people interested in this, because I did get a lot of uh, feedback from LinkedIn and other sources about this show, could you just take a couple minutes explaining the model that you have in place, you know, how people come on and leave the whole thing? Could you talk about that and how you've seen it grown exponentially at Highmark? Absolutely. So what we really did is we outlined a, a 
a playbook or a program around careers to be. So it, it starts with the intake process. We, we find a, a group that has some work that can be done by an enter, entry-level employee. You know, oftentimes these individuals will have a, a college degree or even at times a master's degree. And they'll identify some, some work that they really feel like a new college graduate, somebody entering the workforce, could contribute and gain a, a very good work experience. And then they'll they'll put together a little profile of some of the different activities. Joyce, we often work with your team then, and we identify the skill sets and some of the, the basic talents, you know, understanding these are all entry-level jobs. And then you'll identify a few individuals for the team to interview just to make sure they've got the right motivational fit and it feels like there's a good connection. And then that person will come in for a year assignment, and they'll go ahead and proceed to do these different types of activities. Not a whole lot different than, you know, an intern might do with their last rotation or somebody, you know, new college hire. And then each quarter they'll check in and make sure that, you know, they're developing some skills and abilities and they've got a good story to tell around the contribution they're making in the organization. And then as we start approaching a year, you know, they'll start to look for potential jobs within Highmark, you know, based on our internal posting, or, you know, Joyce, your team will look outside in the marketplace as well. And the great thing about careers to be is we've had no trouble placing, you know, the individuals. So, you know, with all the programs out there, this is one that's about as close to 100% placement as you can find from the standpoint of making sure people find competitive employment. And then a couple things, then we'll, we'll bring a new person in following the same process. The one thing that we did find that we made some adjustments to is that one of the pieces of feedback that I had gotten was the hiring managers were like, hey, you know, we became really reliable on this individual to do some pieces of work, and it was a little bit of a difficult experience, you know, training somebody to come in, you know, from scratch, you know, two, three weeks after the person left. So one of the adjustments we made is bringing somebody in so there was a little bit of overlap, if that was possible. And then we'd bring the new person in and we'd tell them that, you know, your last assignment is you've got to train your replacement. And that was really a good experience as well because, you know, none of us probably are doing documentation as well as we should, but it really created an opportunity for the individual to create desk-level procedures about their different activities, and then they could coach and develop somebody as their replacement, and that really took the burden of training the new person off of the employee and put it on the you know, the careers to be candidate moving forward. And so then, you know, we kind of break it into, you know, hiring companies. Those are the ones that are are participating in the careers to be program. And then, you know, there's companies then that will, will certainly be excited to hire somebody with a year of experience. And we found, you know, many companies in the marketplace, they're not ready to make the commitment to the careers to be program in full, but they're very excited to, to hire people to come out of the program and they found them to be, you know, great employees for their workforce. Yeah, I it is. It is great. That one thing Gary said about bringing the one person in before the other person leaves, that adds so much. But I'm telling you, it will change your company in a good way when it comes to the employment of people with disabilities and it will help break down the obstacles that have existed and, of course, help all of those people, if not hired right at the company for a higher level position, hired somewhere else uh, in the community. And as I said before, you know, we're not just doing this in Pittsburgh, we're doing this in Tennessee, and soon we'll be doing this in many other uh, cities. So stay tuned to hear how Gary and I See, I just—I mean, uh, careers to be grow across the country. Uh, Gary, I wanted to ask you about David Holmberg, who you know how I feel about him. And for those listening, David Holmberg is currently the CEO over Highmark, which would include all those lines of business Gary talked about, uh, such as Allegheny Health Network and Gateway uh, Medical. How much easier does it make it for you, Gary, to implement this program when you have someone at the top like David? 
Oh, it's a tremendous advantage. You know, when you think about the, the culture of the organization, you know, having an executive, an executive team that really support, you know, the, not only the involvement in the community and diversity and hiring people with disabilities, it's really the, the door that is open for you to really explore programs like this. I mean, I really believe the program stands on its own and really does create value for the company, but because of the the normal obstacles you might, you know, encounter in starting a new program, you know, having a leader that is fully supportive and actually eager and excited to change the culture of the organization really opens up doors. So if there's hesitation in, in the beginning when we're rolling this out to a new business unit or a new leader, you know, David's support is just overwhelming, and, you know, I've just really been blessed to work for, you know, as Joyce, you said earlier, two organizations that really care about the community and have really demonstrated commitment over the years to help people with disabilities find competitive employment. Yeah, right. You are so right. And I, you know, when we, when Gary said at the end of the day, it's all about employment, That is so true. Remember, this year is the 30th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act, and we'll be talking about that a little bit more in the future on the show. Right now, time for our news break uh, on the half hour, Advocacy Matters. Hello, Perry Jude. Hey, Joyce. It's good to be with you. It's always good to have you. So what news do you have for us today? Uh, This has to do with voting. It's the Accessible Voting Act. And our own Pennsylvania Senator Bob Casey has introduced the United States Senate Bill 3206, and it's called the Accessible Voting Act. The legislation amends the Federal Help America Vote Act of 2002 to increase voting access for people with disabilities and older individuals. Now, currently, Senate Bill 3206 has five co-sponsors. They include Senators Klobuchar, Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota, Gillibrand from New York, Ron Wyden from Oregon, Senator Menendez from New Jersey, and Senator Merkley from Oregon. Now, there are three main parts to this legislation. The first part establishes an Election Assistance Commission Office of Accessibility. Right now, the Election Assistance Commission does a lot of work on accessibility, but it does not have its own standalone office on accessibility. Now, one of the things this office would do, it would add a national resource center on accessible voting. So among other tasks, the new center would provide training to election officials and poll workers to make sure that our polling places were compliant uh, with voting standards and ADA standards. The next thing the legislation would do would be to establish new state accessible election websites. And in addition to that, it would set up partnerships between state election officials and community-based organizations so that our disability advocacy groups would help to monitor and verify accessibility. And finally, the legislation expands and reauthorizes federal programs that work on voting access for people with disabilities. Now, we know advocacy matters. We are entering another primary election cycle. Even today, voters with disabilities are going out and voting. We continue to be concerned about our access, things like polling places, as well as a secure and accessible ballot. Please take a look at Senator Casey's legislation. These proposed policies are the kinds of policies that government and our community should be considering moving forward. So disabilityrightspa.org is the place to go where you can find a link to this legislation, a fact sheet about this bill, as well as links to other useful information related to voting and this information. So disabilityrightspa.org. And Perry, before I want to ask her a question, but Perry is the CEO of Disability Rights 
Pennsylvania, and I'm very honored to be on their board. But we are so honored at Voice America to have Perry provide this outstanding news segment on the show every week. Perry, here's my question. If you are in New Hampshire and you go to vote and it isn't accessible, what do you do? Yes. So our uh, sister agency, Disability Rights New Hampshire, has been doing an outstanding job of uh, collecting information and then having uh, uh, doing a great job uh, up in New Hampshire. So I am going to give you the phone number for Disability Rights New Hampshire. And uh, if you just uh, hang on one, I'm sorry, Joyce, hang on one sec- a second, let me give you that information. Disability Rights New Hampshire is phone number 800-834-1721. That's 800-834-1721. Call them at the Disability Rights Center in New Hampshire. They're located in Concord. They would be happy to speak with you about any voting barriers barriers you might be having today while you're voting in New Hampshire. You know what, Perry? It is amazing how you have the answer to all of these things <laughs> I ask you. I, but, I mean, do you think, like, say you're an elderly person, you go to vote, and, you know, it isn't accessible. What, what do people do? I mean, do they just leave? Do they often say something there? Because... A lot of people, you know, would not know to make that call that I just asked yeah. you about. So, so what, what we would, uh, so first of all, uh, if you call our Disability Rights New Hampshire, they would certainly refer you to the right place, even if you weren't a person with a disability. So it's always good to contact us. But you, you would contact any voting rights organization like uh, the League of Women Voters or uh, uh, there's an election protection hotline. Uh, so uh, we can give you that number right now for uh, election <laughs> protection. Uh, and that election protection, if you believe that you have a problem voting and you want to talk to somebody about it, election protection is 866-687-8683. That's 866 866- 687-8683. This is a national, nonpartisan election protection coalition that was formed to make sure all voters have equal access to the ballot. This is good in all of our states and territories. Uh, it's a little separate from disabilities, but, uh, you know, you can call that phone number and uh, talk to somebody today about your access to the ballot based on race, a gender, any uh, sort of issue, age, they will talk to you about what the problem might be. And you know, uh, Perry, I wanted to also say, I am so proud of Senator Casey. I mean, he, he is a good friend, but he's a really good friend to people with disabilities. He really has taken that uh, lead, and I am so proud of him with this bill. Well, you know, what he does is he engages with the community, he listens to people uh, in Pennsylvania and across the country, he gets our input. He called us about this legislation uh, to get our input at Disability Rights Pennsylvania, and then he talks to other community organizations, and then then he pieces together some really good policy and then he offers some solutions uh, for government to consider. And I think that's, that's certainly uh, what we appreciate about our lawmaker. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. So what do, before you go, what, what do the listeners need to do to help with this bill? So first of all, go to disabilityrightspa.org. You see the list of co-sponsors right now. There's only five co-sponsors, right? And then there's Senator Casey. See if your senator is on that legislation. If your senator is not on that legislation, you need to call that your senators and ask them to co-sponsor this legislation. We're going to the polls now. We know we still have problems. This is, you know, we're going to be voting here until the conventions, and we have to do something. We have to change policy. We have to help improve our access to the polls. Let's help. Senator Casey do that. Let's get our senators on his legislation. All right. And that is at Disability Rights Pennsylvania. 
disabilityrightspa.org. Thank you so much, Perry. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. Hey, thanks, Joyce. Yeah, have a good week. Okay. Like, I like to keep all of you, as you know, aware of what's going on. So this is our CNN news break. Um, okay. Well, Gary, as you can see how important that is, because you know so many people with disabilities from the work you've done, and whether that person is blind or uses a wheelchair, everyone has the right to vote. Absolutely. That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is so exciting to me. Um, Gary, you have a lot of great mentors, You talked about it the other day. Oh, wait, before we go on, that's one thing I wanted to bring up. When Gary was talking about careers to be and how well it has done, Gary has even taken it to a level higher. Would you mind telling them, Gary, about uh, the mentoring portion of the program now? Oh, absolutely. You know, many companies have, have started out with, you know, great goals for hiring people with disabilities and you know, at a point, you know, that was really what we focused on was just finding competitive employment for people with disabilities. And, you know, that's wonderful. And I'm so glad that you know, we started there, but we want to make sure that we don't stop there. So we also want to make sure that they have opportunities for career advancement and career growth, as well as finding, you know, great employment to begin with. And what we've discovered is that, you know, kicking off programs to help them you know, advance in their career usually involves some type of mentoring, you know, program and coaching because, you know, many of the people that we encounter with disabilities, they haven't really had an extended time in the workforce. And, you know, some of the things, there's some barriers that they might have to overcome to prepare for advancement that maybe others don't really need to, or at least not to the same extent. So we've set up a couple coaching programs, a couple mentoring programs, and it's really exciting to see, you know, people participate in these programs and then, you know, become eligible and earn promotions and, and additional opportunities. And we've, we've seen some people move into supervisory roles and, and we've seen others, you know, become, as they became promoted, they would then mentor, you know, new people and just pay it forward a bit around the, the mentoring, coaching and developing side of, of things. And Gary just had an event at Highmark, where he invited the people that would be the mentors to the careers to be people that they are mentoring, um, and everyone was so excited about this. And once again, that goes back to, to Gary's discussion about how it impacts other people. You know, and it just impacts other people. It's so wonderful. But to me, the most important thing is, you know, it's called careers to be not jobs to be. And the most of, I always tell employees, it's one thing, it's, you know, when I get you a job, but that's not my goal. My goal is for you to have a career and keep moving up because then we will see a lot of people with disabilities hired. And that's, that's I just love everything about uh, this whole program and what I believe it's going to do. Um, Gary, I have a I have a few other things I wanted to talk to you about, but I can't go any further without allowing you to share the exciting news about David's decision of how he and Highmark will celebrate the 30th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. This is really good news. And so oftentimes we're looking for a company to take a leadership role and and make a statement about how much they support a particular cause. And with David's commitment for the 30th anniversary is to hire 30 people with, with a disability looking for competitive employment. And, you know, what we're trusting is that, you know, this statement as we go to put this together for 2020 will become an example for other companies to follow. And we're looking for other organizations to sign up to do a similar initiative. And Joyce, with your partnership, we're very optimistic that we'll accomplish this goal of hiring 30 people with a disability in 2020 to celebrate the signing of the ADA. 
Oh, it is so exciting, Gary. I mean, I mean, imagine if all companies would be doing that. We wouldn't be. Ha- I'd soon be moving on to uh, India or some other country. But sadly, you know, we're a long way from there. But uh, for right now, I believe this something like this has a huge impact. Ted Kennedy Jr. always told me, Joyce, there isn't anything as powerful as a CEO who's doing this talking to a CEO who isn't doing it to get them moving. And I believe with having David Holmberg as a spokesperson and saying, hey, rubber meets the road when you hire people. I want to see you do the same. That is powerful. That is really powerful, and it is going to get national attention. And Gary, everyone I talk to at Highmark seems to know about this. That is really exciting. And Joyce, I just have to take a quick comment here. I love the way you explained that. If it was solved in the United States, many people would say they're going to retire, but not you. You're going to go to another continent (laughs) and, and, and make it work in another country. So kudos to you. I love your vision and your energy. Can't stop here, that's for sure. I mean, I wish. I'll tell you, when I first founded this company in 1995, I never thought it would still be, uh, you know, 70% of people with disabilities not counted in the workforce. However, I see movement. I see more movement than I've seen before. So I'm not saying we're going to take care of this, you know, in the next few months or year. But if, as long as we keep seeing that number go down, we're making progress. And, and, and progress is employment for people with disabilities. Um, so, Gary, you, when you, when, why I wanted you to talk, by the way, about that mentoring is at the event you spoke at that I was at, you were talking about your own mentors and how you have several, but how they taught you how they impacted you and your leadership style. Um, So would you mind talking about some of those mentors? I know that I'm going to tell them you talked about them, so you're going to have to say really nice things. One thing that I just want your audience to understand is when we had that session, a, a great testimony to how well this program is working is that it wasn't just the managers that signed up to be mentors. I was really surprised when I, when I got to join all of you. There were a lot of individual contributors who were peers with the Careers to Be Candidate that have also signed up to be mentors, and there were people who were in the Careers uh, to Be program previous years that signed up to be mentors. And that's just really good evidence of what we've been talking about from changing the culture. Because you might think that the manager may have had an obligation to serve as a mentor, but all these other people were just really excited about the, the program and excited about it to make a difference in somebody's life. So I thought that was really great to see. Yeah, me too. I did too. Okay, so back to, to my mentors. And so, you know, I've had a, a few really great mentors during my 30-plus my year career. And, you know, just like to call out, you know, Greg Babe. He was the president and CEO of, of Bear at the time when I was there. Uh, you know, Claudio Brew was a, a great individual mentor of mine as well as, as Jay Shock at the time. And, and I, I really was thinking, you know, in summary, each of them have had an opportunity to teach me something you know, a little bit different. I remember Greg was a lot about vision and change leadership and, and changing a culture and, and setting really big goals and and making sure you align talent to really deliver, you know, on those very large commitments and, and making commitments that were real stretch targets where maybe you didn't have everything figured out, but you were confident that, that you could get there. And I remember sitting down with Greg when we put together the Careers to Be program, and that was one of the first questions he asked for me is, well, what's your vision for the program? Now, you have to remember, Joyce, this is back in 2007 where we had one person in the Careers to yeah. Be program. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to Greg sitting in his office in Building 4 and saying, well, Greg, I just think, you know, someday wouldn't it be amazing if we could have like 100 people, you know, go through the program. And that felt like a, a mountain to climb, you know, back then. And he was very encouraging and said, well, it's possible. And now, you know, this year we crossed the threshold, I guess, in 2019 of more than 100 people. And so really exciting to have a mentor that, would challenge us to set, you know, big, 
and bold goals. So that would be, I guess, that learning. And then I know Jay was always one around strategy. And, you know, I tend to like to go from point A to point B and not make a lot of stops along the way when I'm accomplishing an objective. And, and Jay really prepared me for, you know, the journey. He says, you know, the destination is going to be a journey and it's going to be filled with a, a lot of different stops along the way. And the plans that you start out with might not be the exact execution and you're going to have to make adjustments, you know, along the way. And we saw that to be very true with the Careers to Be program. If everybody would have just followed our pattern, uh, we would have got to that 100 number a lot more quickly than what we did. But we had to learn to be flexible and make adjustments you know, along the way. And then when I think about Claudio and his impact on my career, you know, Claudio was always about doing it better and doing it faster and really thinking about, you know, ways to continuously improve and, and do things, you know, better tomorrow than you did the previous, previous day. So it's really exciting that I was blessed to have, you know, several mentors and each of them, you know, were able to teach me some different aspect of leadership. Yeah, they, those those are all really good people. I obviously I know them all also, and you know how we were saying about the CEO at the top making a difference, Greg Babe. <clears throat> you know when Absolutely. he was the CEO of Bear. I mean, this commitment to employing people with disabilities came from the top down. No doubt about it. No question. And when it comes from the top down, once again, it's a lot easier for that manager, uh, you know, mid-level manager that wants to do something when he or she knows the CEO is also committed. It makes everything so much easier. Um, and, And my, I have to tell you, that was absolutely the commitment of Greg. And here's my Jay Shock story, is that Way back, now this is when I've only been in business maybe, I don't know, two years, the Bender Consulting Services part of my business. I knew Bear for years from the other part, uh, Bender and Associates, when I was in executive search. But I said, Jay, you know, is there anything else I could do, you know, in reference to Bender Consulting? I mean, do you have any advice of what else I could do at Bear, you know, to help this grow? And here's his answer. Don't stop telling us about it. Don't stop telling us. <clears throat> because if you don't, I'm not sure it would move the way it has so far. I thought, wow. But it's true. You know, if you don't, like, keep in front of people about this, you know, it won't go. But I always took that to heart. From that day forward, I said, you know what? He's right, and that's how it's going to be with every company that I'm working with or want to work with. So um, I, I agree with you about all three of those uh, people that you mentioned. But right now, we're going to go to our final break. If you've been listening to the show, we've been talking to Gary Dick, the Chief Information Officer from Highmark Health. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. 
Are you currently receiving SSDI or SSI and wanting to work? Did you know there is a free social security program called Ticket to Work to help you try work without risking your benefits? My Employment Options is an authorized SSA employment network specializing in work at home and local job placement in 47 states. Our clients receive a personal counselor to help find the best job fit and a staff certified benefits counselor for help with Ticket to Work protections. Ready to try working? Apply for free job placement help at My Employment Options.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Disability Matters. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome back, everyone, and thank you to all of our listeners in the United States and around the world for joining us for the show today. Uh, Gary, Gary Dick. Chief Information Officer at Highmark Health, a friend and a friend to all people with disabilities. Uh, Gary, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? You know, Joyce, we've talked a a lot about uh, the idea of doing something in the area of of helping people with disabilities find competitive employment. And I know that there's a lot of business leaders out there and a lot of of managers out there, and all of them would say, yes, we need to develop a more diverse workforce, and yes, we need to include people with disabilities in that workforce, and they're all struggling to find talent, uh, especially in the Pittsburgh marketplace from from that standpoint in the area of technology. And, you know, I've shared with many leaders over the last couple of years is instead of just trading talent around the marketplace, why don't we all figure out a way to get more people, you know, in the workforce, get more talent available to hire. And I really feel like this this untapped population of people with disabilities that are really eager to enter the workforce and make a difference is is an area we should all focus more. And, you know, just try something. You know, the Careers to Be program is something that offers, you know, very little risk. It's an opportunity for you to get somebody into your workforce to make a difference and also change the culture as part of it. And, Joyce, your, your company has been great to be able to, to help, you know, not only Bayer and not only Highmark but other organizations as well, you know, start that journey. And as you always tell me, you know, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually hire somebody and make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah, that is so true. I say that everywhere I go because, you know, I, I'm i a woman living with epilepsy and I'm hard of hearing, uh, but I always tell people I'm hard of hearing in just the one ear. So, you know, the other ear, don't just tell me we're going to talk about how great this is. Hire someone. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear you hire someone. So don't just tell me how nice I am. Hire someone. And that is where the rubber meets the road. Employment, which Highmark is doing. They are so awesome that they are doing this. And Gary, I am blessed to have you as my friend and the friend of people with disabilities. Thank you, Joyce. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Okay, well, before we end the show today, we always end with a quote, and today that quote is, when we do the best that we can, we never know what miracle is wrought in our life or in the life of another, said Helen Keller. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. I look forward to talking to you next week when we have as our guest, Shannon Austin. Talk then. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. 